Jets look great. Fuck a lecture. Ain't trying to be pun successor. That term's done. Fucker. What up? Whatever you purge is food. I'm about to pluck some feathers. I'm young and clever. Plus clutch under pressure. Yup. Who does this better? Walk around with metal or army like the front of shredder. I love the chatter you owe me. Leave holes in your vest that open your chest like a sunken treasure. I'm something like a phenomenon. Dropping bombs for fun. Then down and held the Ramadan. Whatever I'm rhyming on, but whoever I tear them apart, swear my pops, no fear in my heart, shipping through it all, done, swim with the shark, snap into my jaws, I'm all that, and a bag of the baddest, pit for a brick of hash, mixed with acid, hits like sick crack and shit, get back, dumb birds, I ignore the hype, click clack, young bird, if you floss an ice, dog, cross me twice, can't afford the price of the cost, you are off your life, you soft, I told you I'm raw white, when I'm on this mic, the morning night, don't wanna see Welcome to the True Exact Show. We have a special guest today, one of our favorite artists. I'm joined here by Brian and Nino Bless. The Nino Bless, man. I am happy to have you on, man. Thanks for coming on. So, so happy. We are huge fans of you. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out. Got a few questions to ask you, if you don't mind. Going to pick your brain about the rap game right now. Ask away, man. I'm good to go, man. How you guys doing? I'm all right. It's uh, it's 11:30 here on the East Coast. I know you're out in Cali, so I'm a little tired. Got back from my second job today. You know, with the quarantine, coronavirus, had to pick up a second one. Just trying to maintain out here, but we're doing all right. You staying safe? Yeah, I'm staying safe, man. I'm out here in Cali, and I'm just dodging everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I just assume everybody has the fucking bug, so I'm just running away from everybody, man. Yeah, why that's, that's like what you have to do. Yeah, why are you out in Cali? I moved out here, man. I uh, really? I was uh, t- yeah. I moved out here. I drove out here and uh, just headed west, man. Went went through some family stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna get in a car and head west. I see that in movies. I figured it works, and it doesn't work completely. <laughs> it doesn't work completely if your car can't make it. But my check engine, <laughs> my check engine light on was off from Texas all the way to Cali, and I fucking got here. And uh, yeah, now there's but. I, I, there's no going back, man. I'm doing some great things out here. Hold on, hold on. Let's switch. Before we get into the important stuff here, your check yeah. engine light was on for yeah. 1,500 miles? Yeah, well, like 18 hours. <laughs> I think it has to be like a total of 18 hours, bro. That's the fucking Damn. Shout outs, Shout outs to Kia and shout out, you know, maybe it's a conspiracy, dude. Maybe yeah, the fucking I, check engine light don't mean shit. I mean, there's no way to even explain it. I get nervous when I drop below three quarters of a tank of gas. Yeah, I was, I was, I was fucking nervous, bro, for like five states. And the worst part about it was when I got here, I just pulled over whatever and the check engine line just shut off. It was like, hey, you're gonna check me, fuck you, bro. And it just completely shut off on me. I give so up. I you made it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you got here. Oh, fuck. You know, you don't have to do this bullshit anyway. So hopefully it was just like a switch glitch, which is, you know, what I want to synthesize in my own head. But I'm pretty sure something's wrong with my car. That's probably it, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask, yeah. you said you drove five states. Why didn't you just stop for gas? And <laughs> No, 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 no. No, I just, I, I drove, bro. I don't know. I just trusted it, man. I was like, All you right. know what, man? Like, yeah, I, I was like, fuck, man. People in the 60s drove a car that just made a weird noise. For like a thousand miles, I could just drive with this fucking rear light, and I tuned the light out. You know what I mean? For uh, no pun intended, I tuned the light out like it didn't even exist in my head, and like you know, uh, it it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where uh, Lisa said, "Dad, it says check engine." He said, "Oh, the tape must have fallen off," and just put the (laughs) tape back over it. Classic Simpsons moment. What I like to do here is like I I'm a huge fan of like the battle rap community, the underground community. So like I feel like a lot of a lot of the the guys in the battle rap scene or underground scene, like you, I I compare I relate you to like apathy and those guys, which isn't a bad thing, honestly. It's it's that's cool. Yeah. Um. I. It feels like you guys never get your word out or how you guys had an upcoming, like, uh, how you guys came up in the rap game, what your motivations were. So i like for you guys to get your stories out because I don't feel like there's any interviews or, or, or any shows that, like, compliment you guys to, like, explain how you got into rap. So w- what was your upbringing and what got you into hip-hop and stuff like that? Man, my story's not as interesting as some of these other rappers. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I just like rap, bro, and I, like, and it, it went down like this. 
I fucking beat a kid that I wasn't supposed to beat in a freestyle battle. It was a kid who was like really good. I was like 15 and I beat him in a freestyle battle. I basically made a joke like, you know, 10 years from now, you're still be in the school, whatever. But I rhymed it really well. Everybody started going crazy. And then, my, you know, I started writing like parody raps. This is pre-YouTube, obviously. And some of my boys were like, yo, this is so hilarious. And like, you know, hey, if I find a guy who could put this on BCAT, because I don't know if you guys uh, remember Brooklyn Community Access Television. It was no. cable access. No. Okay, so back so in Brooklyn, we had uh, public access television. And like, you know, it was like you would have to pay for like a spot or something to get up in there. And then for me, I wanted to just, that was the goal. It was like, ah, let's get in there and do some parody rap shit. So I was just writing raps to do it. It never amounted to anything because the, the price was a little bit too much for a bunch of 15-year-olds. And yeah. uh, we never really did it. But I, I developed a skill set through that. It's really awkward. And then I got in and I started doing marketing shit. I met a couple rappers through rap forms like Immortal Technique and Pumpkinhead really, really early. They Rest took me peace. under their wing. Rest in peace, right? Rest in peace, Pumpkinhead, yeah. And they took me under their wing. And then I started ghostwriting for bigger name artists. And then through that, I started getting encouraged by a couple artists around me to like, yo, we should really do this. And, you know, within two, before I could blink, you know, Razzcast changed my life. I'm on a Razzcast album. You know, Crooked Eye changed my life. I'm on a Crooked Eye album. I'm on a Joe Budden album. So it happened before I could even realize what the fuck I was even doing. And and for me, I had different goals than other people. I just wanted to get the fuck known out of my, my little neighborhood. I didn't yeah. really care what was what. I never thought, like, I would be on other people's albums. Because the shit with rapping, and I know I'm skipping steps here, but the shit with rapping... A lot of artists want artists to be on their shit. They're like, I want to get Royce on my album. I want to get this guy on this shit. And I just remember thinking, well, if I'm going to do this, I want guys to want me on their album. That's what I want to do. So I just busted my ass, man, and I brain hacked it, man, and I figured out a good you know, way to do what I wanted to do. And that, that, my story's pretty weird, man. I just got encouraged by, like, a bunch of abstruse events. I would yeah. say that story is pretty interesting, honestly. Like, oh, thanks, it wasn't thanks. That interesting. Yeah, the one thing... <laughs> The one thing I was I was reading about you a little bit, and um, I read that one of the uh, I mean outside of your skill because you're extremely good, you're a very good rapper, but um, outside of your skill, your marketing ability was a really huge factor. Yeah, oh, like yeah, the way you carried it with what you did with it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of seen the internet being pre more prevalent than the guys around me. Like, when I first told Saigon about, like, websites, he was like, what the fuck? I don't care about websites. I'm trying to get Dave Slater to play my shit. Fuck a website. Yeah. You know, when I was telling Graph and Shot Stimulize and Immortal Techniques about these websites, well, Tech got it. But a couple mm -hmm. of these other artists, they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I kind of saw where it was headed, and I just thought, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. Because here's the thing. We came from the era where no one took you serious till you handed them something, yep. you know, until you show, until you showed them you could rap. And uh, then me, I was like, and I yes. was like, I'm, I, and I was like, why knocking on that's and that you earn different points like that. But the yes. thing is, I was like, why the fuck am I gonna knock on people's doors and I'm gonna do the whole masterpiece shit, pressing up twenty thousand CDs and selling them out of my trunk? I'm like, fuck, I, you know, I, I don't, I can't press up twenty thousand CDs. So I was like, yeah. I could just put a song on the internet. Some random kid in Omaha is like, oh, this is cool. I'll listen to it. So I, I kind of saw that as a way of going, oh, it's, it's, it's no overhead. It's at cost. And, you know, so my brain went there. Yeah. And to me, like, yeah, the, the marketing <coughs> thing was, it, that came relatively easy for me. It's harder to market myself, but it was easy for me to tell tech, oh, we just need to reach out to these type of magazines. It was easy for yeah. me to tell Saigon, you went to jail. Let's reach out to these people. It was easy. You know, because when you're on the outside in, it's yes. easy to do that. But Yeah, yeah like you saw the lanes for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I, I wish I would have had your mindset in 2008 when I had pushed up 300 mixtapes and walked them around <laughs> Rutgers Fest in a backpack and got them thrown back at me because nobody gave yeah. a shit anymore about physical yeah, CDs. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been there, man. I was not there. I was already out of that game, man. I was already tapping in. I realized that the way to get people, I was trying to get emails. I went to, we went to Scribble Jam. And I mm -hmm. remember telling like a couple of the guys like Pumpkinhead, Poison Pen Tech, get everybody's email. And they were slacking. And I wasn't even an artist at the time. And I collected like 600 emails. None of these fuckers collected emails. So like, I was already thinking of getting emails, getting directly to them. Yeah. I, I grasped the Oracle mixtape with Green Latin. 
I forced them to put my email on the CD. Green Lantern and the printer was like, oh, well, we're putting an email on the CDs. Whack. Why would we do that? And I told Graf, make sure you get my email on the CD and the original Oracle mixtapes have my email. So, and that worked because when people got the CD in Virginia, Mass or whatever, they were like, yo, what's up, man? I'm such and such as, you know, whatever. And that led to networking opportunities. So yeah, my head was always on that thing. That's amazing. So like you said, how we come from the era, because how, how old are you? Mid thirties, 34, 33? Yeah, yeah, mid 30, yeah, 34, okay. yeah, 34. Yeah. yeah, so like we're 33, 32. So like when we were growing up, if you told people you could rap, you had to prove you could rap, right? Oh, yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't a thing. Like, hey man, this kid could spit from another town. Prove it. Oh shit! Yeah. Now there's a lot of pressure on me. So that's another right. thing I want to get into you about. Like, how do you feel about like the lost art of like the cipher right now? And like these guys, when I when I work with a lot of younger kids, and it's just like, hey man, yeah. Uh, can this dude cipher? How would he feel in a six? How would he spit a 16? They're like, what are you talking about? So like yeah, you, right. as, you as an artist, like at our age, it's frustrating to me personally. I want to smash. And yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, it's, it's no, the, you know, like we're taught to think like we all grow up and there's this little falsehood of like, we're, we're, it's a meritocracy. So it's like, yeah, you, you get what you earn. But in rap, it's like, you can open up for a big artist if you pay a promoter. So the thing yeah. is, is it, it, it became less about who can rock the party and who can hold the mic right. So you get, well, I've traveled and I've opened up for artists and I've toured. And when I tour, there's a bunch of kids that don't know how to hold the mic, that shouldn't even be on the stage. Mercules is headlining. This guy's headlining. This guy's performing. And I'm on stage. And there's a fucking kid opening up doing yeah. a 20-minute set because him and his homies paid whatever they paid the promoter because that's how they're covering their ass if they can't meet their 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 ticket um, quota or whatever. So I think it turned into like, hip-hop's turned into this neoliberalist shit where it's like, yeah, yeah like, you know, it started with paying a DJ. Whoever could pay the DJ, the DJ yeah, will Oh, whoever could pay the that's promoter. That's who shit got I, I hate to throw yeah. the name out, but that's what Budden said in Who Killed Hip Hop. Or what when he said, was it when we started paying DJs for them to do their job? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's oh, kind of yeah. like, it, it's true. And it's sad, man, because like, it's it's the one it's the one artistry that I feel like shouldn't be like that music like it's the only artistry you could be too good at and not make money you know what I mean and we all and look we all get corrupted because look at Joe 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 was a bunch of fucking uh, heavy hitters well, he knows yeah. killers and he's on his podcast right now talking <laughs> about fucking Cardi B and like Takashi and he's like yes. every every little thing that got nothing to do with it and it's like he has a platform. He he comes from a spitter's background. Yes. He knows what it he knows what it's like to rise up the ranks and try to earn your respect the way you and I, all of us are talking. And he's sitting there talking about the sales of Wale versus Big Sean's this and Janae Aiko tweeted this and it's like so we all get corrupted by this fucking your little falsehood economical uh, uh it's it's a it's a click economy now. So it's like and before uh, what I was saying before, you used to pay the DJs, the promoters. Now you got to pay curators. Now Spotify guys are getting paid for you, put you yep. on a playlist. So like it, it's all, it's now turned into this thing where it's just like people attach grind and like your success mm -hmm. to like what you got out of it. But it's not essentially like a meritocracy with ability. Like reality is people think like, you know, Russ or who, I don't know, one of these guys, Logic, they think people like their songs. No. It's like, no, your your shit hit through a fucking your yeah. shit went through an algorithmic wall yeah. and just yep. gravitated to a bunch of people. So they think they're on because they make the best shit. And it's like no one's let them in on the fucking gag yet. And it's like, no, dude, <laughs> <not at> <laughs> We will get into we will get into the button thing in the slaughter. That is one thing I really want to touch on. But like, okay. I want to step. Yeah, I want to get back to the the DJ thing, pushing artists. So now my thing is when you see these, see, I blame them more than the artists. Cause like I, I've, I've met people at Sirius radio who say that when they play um, their songs, it's their platform and they can play whatever they want. If that's the right. case, then they're full of shit. See my biggest knock on like guys, like, like sway funk. in the morning and one whatever. Of the big, one of the biggest ones is funk flex. Because oh, how, a, yeah, yeah. Yo, he's how long, how shit, long yeah. has he been around and he knows real hip hop Yeah, and he could sit up there and he could turn on 
some Takashi Six Nine record and be like, "Oh, this shit is hot," and drop bombs on it. Bullshit! Don't tell me it's fucking hot. No. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, I, I'll say this: they're also colonized by advertisers. So, like, absolutely, yeah, I, yeah, I, I used to, yeah. I yes. used to live with a DJ who was a hip DJ Lennox, who hosted the First Line Marksman. He's a real hip hop head. And he used to get in trouble for playing too much Black Thought or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. because in his, his mix. And he had a one-hour mix show. So he was a mix show DJ still getting in trouble for not playing fucking Fergie or whatever. And, and he would be like, yo, what's it, the Babalu Bad Boys? This is all in West Palm Beach, uh, 105.1, I believe it was. He's like, yo, the ba- uh, no, X102.3. He's like, yo, the Babalu Bad Boys are playing fucking... Fergie, these people. This is a one-hour mix show. Can I play with the? I'm adding the mini yeah. record. I'm adding this, and they're like, because the thing is, is it's advertiser, it's advertiser ran. So it's like Gucci calling in, you know, Hot 97 and these radio shows, going, "What the fuck is this Black Thought shit gonna help us sell fucking Gucci and all that?" Yeah, yeah. So they, so they're completely subservient to the advertisers, and it's like, bro, this whole thing is about sucking cock, bro. Like, if, if you know, the the whole thing is. Who is sucking the rich, the 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 more wealthy person's dick? Like I've yep. I've been in this long enough to see who's stroking enough of that, and it's like I shouldn't be saying it that way, but that's kind of what it is. But like I agree, and that's what bothers me the most, man. Cause like my thing is, is me personally, someone who grew up like loving it and just ciphering, just rapping, just getting in their raw emotion. Like to me, you if you're a DJ, like. I get you have to make your living and you got to eat, man. Like, you know, I can't knock you, but like you got guys like Sway who will do the five fingers of death and they'll have young kids up and coming. Like, let's say Marlon Craft or DNA or Token, guys like that. Right. And then they'll be like, oh, lyricism's back. And then once those guys are out of the studio, you don't hear one song played. Nothing, nothing. Nope. The yeah, they're all calling out. Yeah, because they're calling out. It's, dab, cause they're it's calling out. frustrating. Hey, but the beautiful thing about it, though, is we're all, all of us here, we're indoctrinated by platforms. Mm-hmm. So we look at stations and platforms and go, oh, get my shit played on such and such. We live yep. in a day, we live in a day and age now where you are your own platform. Yes, and that's one I thing, agree. That's one thing I told Joe, I'm going to go back to Joe's shit, but that's one thing I told him when he was dealing with Complex. I said, you don't fucking need them. You are your own, you can mm-hmm. grab your phone, your own media, just grab your phone, upload something to YouTube, the Joe Button shit. And it may not get as many hits, but at least you you are your own platform. So I think oh. that like the a little bit of that power ha- can get taken back, but it's up to us as artists to accept it and be like, yo, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be my own fucking platform. I'm gonna be my own media. I'm gonna do that. And it's a little bit difficult for cats coming from my age because we just taught we were just taught make some good shit and then get it through the fucking, through the circles that are gonna play our shit, through the mediums that will play the good shit to the people. We're not, we're, it's, this is still relatively new to us of building things from the ground up ourselves, you know what I mean? So like, we're, it's up to us to catch up. These young kids get it though, some of these young kids get it. You tell a young kid who's high 18 years old to himself, and you go, yo, Sway don't like your record. He's not gonna stop rapping. But you tell a cat like 29 that shit, they're like, fuck man, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I agree. But you, but you know what, though? I, I do agree with what he's saying about how Joe Budden came from that struggle. And then when you got this platform now, you're not using it like how you should. And that's like, the shit I've ever seen, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's, the, that's the thing that blows my mind, too, is how could you come from something? Like, if you came up struggling and you saw all this thing going on, oh, this fucked up, they keep screwing us over. It's all about money. It's all about advertisers. And then now you have a you have a thing. You have your own platform to say, no, fuck that. I'm not going to just go with everything else that we're doing. And, and especially someone like Joe Budden, because how many records did he make about, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be with the stereo hypes up. I'm not going to be. Last EP was rage against the machine and fucking yes, exactly. hip hop. He's going <laughs> against the machine. And now he's literally like uh, used as a filtered, a filtered little system for the machine. He's just a filter to just drag in some more fucking shit for fucking Revolt and whatever. And it's like, yeah, talk about fucking Cardi B and, you know, Big Sean's fucking statement on Twitter. And it's just like, bro, you know some real fucking killers. You know yeah. some real heavy hitters rapping out here. Do you know yeah. he, you don't see him playing that shit? You don't see him doing this? He's here fucking, you know, talking about nonsense and you're just like whatever the fuck you know i i heard him when i i tuned him out i love the guy because he gave me a huge opportunity but bro i tuned him out when i heard him say takashi's an amazing artist 
I was like, all right, yes. I'm done with that. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I don't yeah, I didn't hear that. I, I didn't hear he that. He said that. Yeah. He said that. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would say that. I mean, I don't know them personally. You do. I mean, that's just like listening to his music. It's kind of, I, I can't imagine him saying that. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I think, I think a lot, a lot of us rappers and artists, we want to be, we wanted to be a part of this so bad that when we get to a part, we're just trying to conform, you know. And I think like guys like that are just trying to conform. You know, they're what just I mean? Me doing personally, anything to hang on. I will exactly. say the button though. I will give him credit. Like he does, he does like shout out the battle rap community sometimes. He has Sue Surf on. You know what I mean. He does give like Pat Stay some love. So like, would you say you know he does kind of like show the the culture a little love still? Yeah, but battle rap gets fucking millions of views. He's tapping into something okay. that's wildly popular. He's not. He's not helping battle rap get to a place that battle rap isn't. Battle rap has Kevin Durant and celebrities and NBA fucking players. Fucking Obama's daughter probably watches battle rap. You know what I mean? Like that shit is <laughs> that shit is fucking huge, dude. So it's like you, you you make it seem like he's tapping into like some fucking yo man. I just saw some kid on Periscope that got bars. No, he's talking about guys with multi-million viewed battles being tweeted by fucking Shaquille O'Neal. Like he's a part of the shit bro you know what i mean dudes are doing deals with drake it's yeah. not like he's covered so it's not like yo these guys are let's go help these battle rappers man they can't crack fifty thousand views though let's start talking yeah. about that it's like no they get more views than he does you know what i mean and one of the <laughs> thing that annoys me a lot too is i feel like like i'd hate to say this because like i would say like i'm from i'm pretty well off from a community like obviously white kid but like a lot of when we had to come up like you kind of got checked if you will like you had to be real you know what i mean like you know me as a white kid i couldn't rap about shit i didn't do i just couldn't right. and nowadays it's like everyone's kind of like it's kind of like just pass by to where anyone can rap about anything. No one gets checked at all. And that shit annoys me more than anything. Cause it's like, you're not doing what you're fucking saying. Like to me in, in the community as a culture, like the black community, whatever it is, the hip hop community, it kind of allows you like, I like Lord Jamar is kind of right. I'm you're kind of invited in if you will. So you kind of yeah. have to be yourself. You do. Yeah. So like these guys who aren't themselves and like, you see a lot of the battlers try to be tougher than they are. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you're a fucking nerd. Like, does that bother yeah. you at all? No, nah, no, nah, it's like a comic book, bro. Like, I look at this <laughs> shit like fucking DC versus Marvel. It's like, pick your fucking poison. Like, who do you think will win? Deadpool the Hulk. Like, who the fuck, you know, like, the, whoever wrote it. Like, so, like, with Battle Rap, you get to see some guy, like, dive into shit. I mean, dude, I fucking talk about being Kim Jong-un bombing a nuke, boosted and compounded. Yeah. I'm not okay. fucking Kim Jong. I'm not compounded by a nuke. But So, it's like... You, you have a creative license to step outside of yourself and sensationalize your abilities. It's like you can, you can become something. You can become bigger than what you are. That's why most rappers rap smarter than they sound. Like if you ever fucking hear a rapper talk, you're like, God damn it. I thought he yep. was a fucking, you know, and it's reversed sometimes where you, like you'll watch the game in the interview and you're like, oh shit, he's smarter than he raps, you know, so like 50, yeah. or, like 50 <laughs> or like 50 cents. So it'll work both ways, but you'll, you'll find these deeper rappers that you're just like, oh, he's a deep MC. Can't wait to hear an interview. And then you're just kind of just like, this is a fucking really boring fucking interview. It's because you can tap into a bunch of things. You can edit the, what you want to say. You can build a construct and you have the time. And it's all about that skill set. Like watch a J Electronic interview. It's fucking weird as shit. He's fumbly. He can't process a thought. He doesn't know what he's going to say. You know what I mean? Yo, just, me, like, uh, just, because, just because you mentioned him, let me ask you. Not saying that he's a bad rapper at all, but why does everyone yeah. put J Electronic on this like, pedestal like i don't know i, I don't no, get I've it i've never done it yeah i don't i don't know and i don't know who does that i'm starting to believe that like we see a lot of lies on the internet like yeah. if you were to tell me if you were to tell me tomorrow yo you know like 50 percent of the comments you see in youtube are not real i'd be like oh that makes sense I believe, like I I, believe that. yeah yeah because i i'm not I mean i'm whatever like if you never showed me footage of logic selling out a tour I would not. I don't. I, I. don't think I've met three Logic fans in my life. I, I, I can't. <laughs> you got one here. Oh yeah. I, I don't. I've never not me. Looked, and I'm not trying. Not I'm me. not trying to be a dick. Not I'm me. not trying to be a dick. I haven't investigated enough. No, it's, I have personally never come across here, somebody going. 
Here's Yo, you need problem. to check this logic shit. Yeah, but I believe it because I see the footage. I believe it because I see the footage. Here's my problem, and I brought this up too with a recent interview I did. A lot of the white rappers have come out. Maybe you might know this. Why do they all feel like they have to rap fast at a million miles an hour? You know, to, to me, it's, it's not, not just white kids, though. But like, bro, there's fucking uh, what's well, this, uh, Tech Nine does that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, a couple yeah. Of kids trying to but be like, he kid. says shit. I feel like it doesn't Futuristic matter. Futuristic says that shit too. It feels like like I don't care how fast you can rap if you're not saying something, you're not saying something. You yeah, know, yeah, but like, yeah. people get so like involved. Oh my god, he spits so many words a minute. Uh, dude, we used to follow growing up. I don't know if you know DZK, but like yeah. he, yeah, like we loved him out here, and like he used to spit as quick as anyone. He would say shit, and like we were like in awe of him. You know, right. and like he never got like the respect. Skibbity, skibbity, hibbity, stribbity, liberty. Uh, I don't care about any of it, and I, I mean to me. <laughs> So I'm not amazed at somebody rapping quick. It's like, it's not a skill set that I ever give a fuck about. Like, my shit is conversational. And it's like, mm -hmm. if I could sit mm -hmm. down with you and, and I can, you know, process your thought processes. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, yo, man, you got to listen to what this guy's saying. He's saying it faster. You know, like, I don't yes. give a fuck. And, and mm -hmm. um, but you know what? I do think that, like, there's a, there's a, a bounce to it. Your head's kind of bopping. But I don't give I, I, I don't give any fuck. I don't care. As soon as I see a kid kind of following a formula, <laughs> And I see him sliding yeah. in. They're like, I like Joyner, but I, I think Joyner raps too fast sometimes. And I'm just like, dude, just say some stuff rather than I agree. just go. I but you know that. what? Gets, I agree with he, that. I think Joyner's good enough to where he doesn't have to rap that fast. He could just yeah, say he, what the hell he no, has to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. But and, the and thing is, the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You were saying. You were saying. Go ahead. No, the thing that I feel with Joyner, I've been a fan of him for a long time. Like, I've been listening to him well before he came in the scene at all. And, like when he was uh the one song uh what was it called mansion um i felt like he was much better then than yeah. now when he got in and i feel like once you get in like even like even the same thing with logic like i'm not a huge logic fan but i can say that i did like his uh bobby sinatra mixtapes when yeah. he was really rapping like when he made the song nasty and like the video of him walking through New York, like just rapping all like that's when they were good. And then yeah. they get, they start to get some credibility and they pay whoever they got paid. They, they start making money and then it just falls off and they yeah, change yeah. who they are completely. And like Joyner's one of the most disappointing ones just because also his album just dropped. And like, I was waiting on it for such a long time and yeah. I was so happy that that guy finally got some success. Because yeah. he's been rapping for a long ass time, and oh, yeah, like, yeah. and to watch him put that out, and like, I listened through the whole thing, and I'm like, yo, there's like one song, maybe two songs on here that I'm like, all right, it's pretty good, but everything yeah. else well, on there, you're talking well, about skits, like, and then he's just yeah. fading into doing everything. Oh, okay, I'm gonna throw on um, some sort of a beat with like an 808, and I'm gonna sing to it, and I'm gonna auto to my voice a little bit. Like, why? Everybody has a sense of urgency too. Like even with the budding content, it's like go watch a podcast from Budden a year a year ago. It's very difficult to watch because he's talking about something very moment based. And I think that a lot of these artists have the anxiety of going, "I need to get in. I need to make yeah. this shit pop right now." They don't really think about like how authors. Like imagine if Paulo Coelho was like, "Yo, man, this Alchemist book needs to pop in like the next year." Like he would have wrote it differently, you know. Imagine if the Nolan Brothers was like, "Yo, we need Inception to be the biggest fucking it needs mm. to be the biggest thing now." Like it would have been difficult, Fight Club and shit like that. Like yeah. I think when you when we're art, I think we're art. You know, for me personally, I don't know for me when I create something, especially like the shit I'm working on now. I'm not thinking about winning the moment. I'm thinking of the the long game of hoping this shit ages well four to five years and, and it grows and it can pick up because I look at cats like Brother Ali and Slug of Atmosphere and guys who are, they, they're the type of artists that people pick up on their catalog seven years late or eight years late and backtrack and then they're still fucking doing their thing. So I'm like, I studied a little bit of that and I'm like, man, I want my shit to age well. But I think all these dudes, they're not thinking in an art sense. They're thinking in a in a reaction sense they're thinking yeah. of triggering responses yeah. and i mean you could you could tell you know what i mean like fucking i'm join is gonna do a song any minute now about him he's the coronavirus you know like that yeah. that's just who he is you yeah. know like, and we're like i'm the coronavirus i started in china and then he's just gonna go from china he's gonna do the whole Tom thing he's gonna, 
Yeah, there you go. You got that clown. So a lot of these cats. <laughs> We're actually. I actually. These, I actually. I got to throw out there. I actually listen. His diss to Mac Lethal was. Uh-huh. It was filthy. His yeah. Mac Lethal diss was filthy. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out there. That's oh, all. Okay. I, I I don't know. I have never heard it. <laughs> so I would have. Filthy. Known. Like yeah. ridiculously. Like you want to talk about a body bag? Like holy shit! Like. Amazing. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, Ma- Ma- well, Mac Lethal's a dad. <laughs> he's a fucking husband. Like, oh, Tommy Don. Tommy Donald brings that up. You too. can't really kill. You can't really end <laughs> Mac Lethal because Mac Lethal's gonna do a fast rap about the alphabet tomorrow and it'll get yeah. twenty million views. Yeah. No killing Mac Lethal. So it's like nobody back. <laughs> like Mac Lethal's a father. He's a he's a dad on Instagram. It's like nobody's killing nobody like that. Like you know what I mean? It's not like what yeah. Pusha T like. Fuck Drake up for a month. Yeah, bro, okay, that I'm so glad you brought that up. So this is another thing that bothers me about hip hop now. Like, okay, we were growing up. You had like what Jay- doesn't bother you about hip hop, dude? Everything, everything bothers. He hates everything. Everything bothers. You hate every everything. But let me but let me ask you a question. Do no. you hate the overall scheme or the or the overall machination of the <sighs> art form, or you just or do you have a strong distaste for like? what the popular channels are presenting. Yes, yes, that's it. So shut the fucking popular channels off. Why are you paying attention to that? <laughs> because I'm a psychopath and I can't help it. Yeah, that sounds like the problem. I don't think you got a problem with hip hop. I think you got a problem. Tap out. There's another problem. Bro, you need, you know. I'm so glad somebody's saying this. Dude, he reminds me of my brother. My brother hates HBO. I'm like, get the fuck off HBO, bro. Like, he's like, HBO doesn't make good shit anymore. Fucking HBO. I'm like, why? You, you can turn it HBO. off. No, no. Exactly. And, and, and you have to pay, like, extra for it. It saves you 15 bucks a month. You know, you have no... Co- your fucking cortisol levels bro. are better. No stress. You're fine, bro. bro shut I'm up. A, shut I'm up. A- Shut I'm off a, sway, bro. Shut I'm a up. bitter old man. You don't get it. <laughs> you look, you look, it seems like you're trying to find a reason to like, get, but like, here's the thing. These things, there's a guy right now, like rapping about being a male cheerleader that none of us are paying attention to. And he has like a hundred, and he has a hundred thousand yeah. fucking views. And that would, no shit. that would piss me off too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But in, this, but in this world, the channels don't run the show no more. You run the show. I know. You're, yeah. you're, you're, yeah. So, like, here's the catch, bro. Like, it, it's deeper than music. The, your fucking little, uh, uh, what, the things that you got on the, on, that you're tapping into, algorithmically are just suggesting to you the shit that you're clicking on. And you're going to just keep seeing this shit, bro. Subscribe to a Flat Earth Theory. You'll keep seeing Flat Earth videos. So, like, if me, me personally... Yeah, me personally, I don't see any of the shit that, like, you have to tell me, like, what is happening, because I don't see it. And it's not because I'm cool, it's just algorithmically, my walls are just going, hey, watch this fucking Bobby Lee shit, watch this Rogan shit, watch this, watch that, look at this old video, look at Nina Simone, look at John Lennon shit, look at this Bob Lee interview. Buddy, I don't have sports right now, all right? So there's nothing else taking my attention. (laughs) Well, well... Uh, that that's fair, but listen, bro. If you start watching some old classic fucking highlights or some shit and some old games, you'll get a little bit more of that. No, and less of the to- the token bullshit or whatever that they that you're fucking pissed off about. Bro, right? I watched an old cowboy game and I was yelling at my team from five years ago how they didn't execute Good. a play. My wife flipped out. She goes, "This isn't happening. Why are you so mad?" I go, "Cause the coach is a fucking idiot." Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I do, I do that too. If I ever watch like an old highlight of my team losing but uh yeah man i mean i I just tapped out a lot of the shit that like everyone else is like there's so many conversations going on i don't have to participate in a conversation that fucking you know uh red bull and fucking you know prada wants me to i'm 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 all right man i'm completely free of that shit right now i have to ask you so you you mentioned that like you shut um everything off and uh in the god's ghostwriter too you mentioned the yeah. whole post malone line you didn't know what post malone was and what's gas, what's gas to a tesla whip amazing line by the way and i have yeah, to ask you your third verse in that where they ripped the fucking ha- the the mask off and was it a shot at Hobson at all? Was it a shot at Slaughter? Or was it just you like saying, get me in a ring, I'll fucking out bar him? You know what I mean? It was yeah. real hard. Well, well, yeah, there's, there's a duality to that. There's that, but it was also like, I don't know if you caught the beginning of it, 
when I write, it's not in segments. Like a lot of rappers go blah, 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 blah. And then like four bars later, they're on to something else. What I was saying in that was I, I said, uh, I'm insecure. I said, truth be told, I'm insecure. But when a beat drops, I feel like this. And then I talk about all the things the confidence has with the beat drop. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's where I tap into when I'm rapping. I have that synthetic confidence to feel like I can hang with these guys. Yes. But as soon as the beat turns off, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I suck. So like, I actually say that in that song, like the truth is I'm insecure, but when the beat drops, I feel like this and that, and I start going into that. So I it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I feel like whatever, but you know, sometimes I'd be feeling myself when I'm, you know, like I just wrote some shit today and I'm like, I wish any of these guys would get on one of these joints just to see. I like to measure, because when I got on yes. Slaughterhouse, well, I know we're going to get into it later, but when I did Slaughterhouse, I didn't fucking discover my voice. I didn't discover my flow. I didn't, I was, I, it came really quick, but like I felt like how I was writing, that's why a lot of battlers fuck with me. How I was writing, Lee, you know, uh, uh, Fucking, uh, you owe me. I leave holes in your vest that'll open your chest like oh, a sunken, like sunken treasure. treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Punch falling off his bike or Biggie's optics. These are punchlines that like battlers have told me, bro. You could say that now. Yeah, that's a that's a bar yeah. in a battle now. Twelve years later, but <clears> the other guys can't. And that's no knock on them. Royce was amazing. Joe, Joel, Crook, they're all amazing, but they don't have any line that they could slide in a battle. You know, like Joe can never say, I do it. I mean, Joel can't be like, I do everything my Penn State, like a, he said, Nifty, but we know, yeah, yeah. You can't say that now. It's like, it just, it's, it doesn't hold as much weight. So yeah. what I, what I, what I wanted to do was I like scrapping and testing myself and I like doing that. But what that song did for me was it taught me, shit, man, I'm ahead in certain ways and I'm behind in others. Let me find a way to catch up in ways that I'm behind and let me find out ways to keep staying ahead in ways that I'm ahead. That's kind of how I felt. And that's kind of where I'm at now with it. So when I say those things in record, it's not really me like just making something up that I can never prove. It's like, no, go look at Slaughterhouse. That happened fucking 12 years ago. And I outwrote all of those guys. I love them to death. I'm not saying I'm better than them. Go look at the bars. They didn't write better shit than me. So it's like what I'm looking at now, 12 years later. And don't take my word for it. Go talk to Hollow the Don. Talk to Ilmac. Go talk to Pat Stay. They'll tell you that was a better Bridge Ross team. That, that was a better written rap. And they all channeled that because they saw the battle format of how I was doing. They saw the double meanings of how I was rapping the bars. So when mm -hmm. I start saying these things in God's Ghost Rider, I'm using a little bit of, you know, past data mixed in with a little bit of, you know, synthetic future. Listen, I, I can, I'll stand by. Like, I think that if you take someone's name off of the bars, like for instance, let's say like people build a name for themselves and anything they put out now is amazing because of the name attached to it. I'll stand yeah. by. If you take, listen, I might be blowing your head up a bit. If you take yeah. that verse up against any Jay-Z verse I've ever heard, but you yeah. take Jay-Z's name out of it and no one knows yeah. it's Jay-Z, oh, that fucking verse annihilated yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, that. I stand yeah, I, by that, man. I, I, you could hold yourself. A lot of people could hold their own in a cipher with the best if you take the namesake out of it. But as soon as someone hears, "Oh, Jay Z spit this," oh, it's amazing. You know, they yeah. built the name, and God bless them. You know, but Ari the Rugged Man, uh, rhyme of the year. His favorite part is when I said, "Uh, no diss, but if cold world or fast spit my best rhyme, the whole world would tilt off its axis." So just imagine if Kendrick went and spat this and kids had collapsed, Twitter would crash yeah, quick. Yeah. The internet had lag while a massive asteroid of land hit here. And then, um, and then I said, this is no exaggeration, just imagination with facts. He always, every time for like the first two years after Rhyme of the Year came out, he'd always be on the phone and be like, dude, that's like one of my favorite references, man. Like, <laughs> I fucking love that reference, man. I wish I'd go to something like that. Cause, uh, that's a, that's think, a great, that's a great R.A. the Rugged Man impression, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do a really good iron impression. Just, Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's my man's, yeah. But um, <laughs> I do do a good iron. But um, I actually call R.A. and do the R.A. impression of him. Yeah. It doesn't work so well, yeah. He doesn't find it too funny. He's like, do I really talk like that? That's what he says, <laughs> what he says to me. <laughs> do you ever rap Uncommon Valor to him in his voice? No, I rapped the the when in the White House when it's night out, white boy when the night that that shit. I used to rap that to him on the phone. 
he found it funny, and then I would add little lines to it. But he, somebody else does a really good eye impression. I don't know if it's King Magnetic or who it is, but it's some rapper like random like that. He just mentions he mentions it to me. He's like, Nah, he does the best eye impression. Fuck you, man. Like you know, I'm like, I right, my, my bad. <laughs> just I want to bring this up before we get away from it too much. Maybe we could just go into it a little bit. And it's something that I've always wondered. I know Scott is in the same boat with me. Yes. What happened with Slaughterhouse? Um, well, it was supposed to be a song, first and foremost. It was just supposed mm -hmm. to be a record, and that's it. And uh, it turned out to be bigger than we all thought. Swagger Like Us came out mm -hmm. a couple months prior, and I think Joe referenced that in the verse, like, just the backpack, Swagger Like Us, or whatever he said. And, um, yeah, then the managers got involved. They were trying to put a group together. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of dialogue happening that I, to be honest with you, in retrospect, had no idea what they were talking about. I was like, what do you guys even describe? And I don't get it. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely didn't fit in the dialogue and the conversation, but I wasn't excluded. No one gave me a call. No one gave me like, you know, those little sheet. Uh, I don't know if you watch like the movie Major League where they have like, yeah. this, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they cut yeah, they cut the guy and shit. They leave a little pink slip or whatever. No one gave me the pink slip, no nothing. In fact, Crooked was like, come to New York. Let's all link. And uh, Joe was like, come, come. We're, we're going to get this together. We'll make it happen. And uh I, it happened way too fast for me. I honestly, look, you know, looking back, you know, um, it's one of those things that I look back and I'm like, I probably just didn't participate in the dialogue the way I should. Because it's like, if you put, your, put yourself in a perspective of you just do something one year, like let's say this podcast gets taken, you know, some guys like, yo, we're going to fucking put you in with the biggest podcast in the world and we're going to do this and you got to start making the decisions. It's like, dude, you're married. I don't know what uh, uh, you're doing. But it's like, all of a sudden, you have to kind of like, you, you look at a life around you and you're like, yeah. I just got to abandon yeah. Do I have to abandon this thing like really quickly? Like, and I was in a position that the life around me, I, could, I couldn't do what they did. I, those guys were all rappers. They were all, they had deals. They had deals that went wrong. They were in it. I was just a professional artist for not even a year when Slaughterhouse happened. That happened I'll, very quickly. I'll never... I'll never forget, man, when I when that dropped in like 2008, like I think it was September 2008. Like yeah. at, at October, the, October, 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 yeah. October. At that time, like Crooked, Button, and Royce were my three favorite rappers. And I was like, holy shit, they formed yeah. a group. I didn't really know much about Joel or you at the time, but when you had the 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 fucking um the the shredder line, the uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank here. Sorry. Uh, probably, uh, master metal, 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 metal on me like the front of Shredder. Shredder. Yeah, Shredder. Yeah, 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 trying yeah. to be pun success. Like, I was just like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And like, for, yeah, for you, do you ever look back like, god damn, like I, I could have, you know, if I had just gotten into that dialogue a little bit, like I could have been. Oh, I did. I did back then. Yeah. Like I did back then. But like, even when they were about to sign with M, I was like, no. I'm so glad I didn't get involved with this. And not and this is not hindsight on my my father just passed on my soul, on everything I love. I literally at that point was like, this is not good. Because the thing is, is I was talking to those guys, and it's mainly Joe, crooked mate as well, but they were really frustrated at the process of what they were doing. Me, yeah. I was putting out rhyme of the year. I was putting out mixtapes. I was getting it on uh, Illuminati Rejects. I was working on what I wanted to do, talk about all the weird shit I wanted to do. Meanwhile, their songs are being toyed with the minute they leave the studio. Do you so think it was like, I, think, I, I right away felt that, I rather well felt that a sense of comfort, right? Do you, think your, do you think your age had something to do with it though? Maybe you were a little younger and you know, you mentioned everyone was trying to rush to it at that time. You were more content like to just let it see how it played out. And like at their age, maybe like, all right, we got M on the fucking line. Let's get a deal done here. Yeah, I, I fucking, I, I think my, I'm still young, bro. Like I, I'm still figuring things out. So like the weird thing to me is like, I see a lot of cats, like, they'll mention the time now, even, and they're like, man, I've been in this shit for nine years, man. And it was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, dude, how old are you? And they're like, 32. And they talk yeah. about it like, they talk about it like they're Baron Davis or something, you know, like <laughs> some bucket. And they're like, like, they're Steven Jackson on a podcast. And I'm like, dude, you're 32 years old. You know, are you looking at Griselda right now? Like, these guys are in their late 30s. Yeah. Out, and, they're, and they're accumulating a, a, a a, oh, a lot of a lot of shit in their catalogs and they're still doing what they're doing and it's like 
you know, I, I watched Alchemist tweeted something the other day, and he said, "Man, I've been in rap for twenty plus years, and I think I'm having my making my best shit. Just keep at yeah. it." And it's like I kind of look at it like, not just back then, yeah, what you're saying holds true, but I also think about it now. I have no sense of urgency. Like people think about like me, like I have like. I wasted my clip and my shot, and I'm just like, damn, man, I don't even feel like I've had my day in the sun, and I still feel like I'm about to drop an album, and um, I have, you know, I'm looking at my dry race board, bro, with some heavy hitters, bro, like, people are not going to see the shit coming with the features I got on this, all free, all artists I fuck with, huge looks for me, big, big followings, but I've never done anything like this. And I'm just like looking at this music and I'm like, oh, let's see what this does. And then not to mention, I have labels hitting me now going, hey, that Illuminati Reject 2 thing. Like, I don't want to say what company, but they're like, can we re-release that? Uh, you know, uh, they hit me for Audio Trip 2 the other day. Oh, can we re-release that? So like, I got, an, I got an album and an EP coming now. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm still figuring this shit out. But I think back then I had a little bit more sense of urgency than I do now. But I also had a little bit more of a, there was a lot more unknown. I didn't know more. Now I'm just like, this, a lot of shit can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And back then I was just like, yeah. was that my one shot? Was that my look? Because social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now. No. So back then, yeah, it was a lot of blog, it was blog centric. It was uh, conforming, it was converting from DJ to blog centric. And then platforms are still what they are. And then SoundCloud came about and then, you know, so yep. like, I'm waking up one day and it's like, oh, you heard of this guy from SoundCloud, Chance the Rapper. Have you heard of this guy who's from this? But this guy's doing that. I'm like, how are these guys getting on? These odd futures and this and that. And people are mentioning a million different things. So at that time, I was just like, damn, did I miss my shot? Because it seems like I can't keep up with the world. But like now, I look at it and it's like, no, man, like RJ Payne is popping now. Yes. And he's Rain Man. I don't know if you guys know who RJ Payne is. Yeah. He's been rapping way longer than Wait, me. hold up. That's no hold up. That's Rain Man from That's Rain MTV. Man. Yeah. That's Rain Man, bro. The dude yeah. who battled like recognized back in like 02. Yeah. Holy and I, shit. And I, that's yeah, yo, and that's I, why I, I sent you that video. I had no idea yeah, that was Rain Man. Man. Yeah. So Rain Man's been at it for the fucking longest. Yeah. And like and he's and RJ Payne just kind of rebranded and do, got on because of a couple of Instagram clips. So it's like this shit is like the, the, it, the, it's turning into like that's why I think that like you know no no not no diss on you, but that's why I think that like your cynicism is a little bit misplaced because yeah. when a guy like RJ Payne can sneak through the fucking surface and age doesn't play a role, image doesn't play a role, and it's he's working with Royce and all these guys Benny the Butcher, and it's just because he was good. We live in a day and age now where you can sneak through the cracks through talent and get through certain people through talent now. So it's like, it's just differently than it was before. It's not the same, you know what I mean? I will say, Adam, my friends have been trying to feed this into my head for the past 10 years, and you might have broken <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. You, think RJ Payne, you think RJ Payne could have got on like 10 years ago the way he did now? No. no. He got no. on, put in the 60-second Instagram clips, going at it, and snuck in through somebody, and then... I think Black Thought seen it, and then somehow Benny the Butcher seen it, and then they were like, yeah, we want to hear your shit, and then he had the music to back it up. So it's like, bro, bro, like, I have a, I have a format now. It's like, hey, like, if you two were like, hey, Nino, we want to invest in you, but how are you going to get hot? I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a fucking 60-cent freestyle clip, like, it's just, you know, shooting the shit. Uh, here's a template of what RJ did. I'm going to kill it all the time, and then when... If, if it sneaks through the crack and it starts spreading like wildfire, wildfire, I have the music to back it up. RJ yeah. has the music to back it up. Fun fact, a lot of the shit RJ's releasing now is five, six years old. A lot of people don't know that. And he's hot <laughs> on that shit. People are like, yo, this, this shit's fire. And it's yeah. six years old. So like the hip hop, we, the way we learn this shit, it's so far different than how it is now. It's like, there's no expiration date on your shit anymore. You can no. play something. Sit, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole new well, game. I, I, honestly, to be fair, I made a song called 20 Years in the Making, and I'm 33. So I don't know if that song would work because I'm 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, unless I change it to 33 years in the making, it really doesn't work. I really shouldn't put an age on my song titles. No. Yeah. Well, 
yeah, and also, and also, like you know, like we we have ideas where we create something that doesn't align with reality. So, yeah. like you know, what you, what you had in your head was good at the time. In yeah. your own fucking head, you know, <laughs> and it stays there. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> now, but uh, let me let me ask yeah, let me ask on, this right? real quick. Who is uh, who's one of the some of the best people you ever worked with? As far as like being in the studio, their work ethic, and just putting songs together. Um, I learned a lot from uh, working with Recognize. I mean, we I'll I'll, I'll expose this. Me, I just did a song with Mayday, and um, he's on my new album. I've known Rec for a while, but I watched him in the studio uh, when he was before, way before Mayday, and I, uh, this is probably around the time he won the MTV thing because him and I were friends. And I watched him in the studio, and I kind of watched how he worked a little bit, watched his ethic, mm -hmm. and watched how he did things. And I, I, I learned a couple of things from him. I learned a little bit from Scott Storch as well. Uh, there's things I, I had five. I wrote for a couple of artists. I'm not gonna say who, but I have five sessions with Scott Storch and uh, Pooh Bear, who ended up writing for Bieber. And I learned some things in that studio session that I just applied in the song today. Little shit like timing, bass, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, I'll give you an example. Pooh Bear told me, shift, uh, uh, when you read, when you do your vocals and you rap them, rap them a little bit later after, when you hear it, do another one rapping it a little bit later. You're naturally ahead of the beat. Most rappers are. And I never really caught on to what the fuck he was talking about, but the more and more I've done this, the more and more I, I kind of follow that. I actually did that today where I rapped a take that I really liked, and then I did one a little bit slightly more... That's gotta be hard uh, to do, though. Well, well, the timing's so small. Like, you, you, maybe yeah. you wouldn't notice it. I could see it on the fucking Pro Tools. <laughs> so, like, but yeah. if I played it, well, you, I'm like, just, oh, yeah, I'm thinking in terms of like recording because me and Scott both rap. So, like, when yeah. we would layer our vocals, it would be like right on point. Yeah. So I, I like I understand what you're saying, where you're doing yeah. it like a split second after. But I feel like Time as is. you as you were listening to the playback, like the playback, like it would fuck you up trying to oh, go no, no, a little no, bit no, 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 it's, it's not rapping it while you're playing. I don't do that. I just rap. Oh, rap. Okay. It, it's hearing it and then learn, looking at that and going, okay, let me rap it a little bit more over a little bit later to the right. So it's like just a split. So it's like, assume you're a little ahead of the beat and try to, and try to go a little okay. bit more. Like, wow. so yeah, it's never rapping while the verse is going. No, you just, you rap your verse, hear it, and then just assume you're a little ahead shift shift yourself over to the right mentally you know and right. I, I still apply that to this day so it was a good uh and, yeah. I, and when he said it i thought this might work for fucking little wayne not for me like <laughs> i don't rap like that but like but it actually does in certain records i have applied it and at scott scott as well was uh telling me how he liked how rappers float on drums and he was explaining certain rappers he liked he was getting into like uh west rappers and southern rappers and you know me being a lyricist i'm like man fuck those guys yeah. but he was like kind of but he was kind of like he was kind of like emulating their flow on the drums and he was doing it he was like i kind of like they they'll drop their voice on the drums come up and like they're they're kind of diving in so it's like picture drums going like this they're rapping yeah. with the they're rapping like that they wrote like it's a wave with the drum it's like and the eight on the nick and the eight on the guy and then prodigy's like i laid bread ribs other dollar bills while the drums <laughs> going right it's like just going flat right so he liked the fact that there was a sense of a of a of a of a what he liked to call like a what he called it i don't know maybe like a wave it's a like of, up and down like it like that he's like oh, and they know and i like like he just liked that and he and scott's a music head so he loved the blues so he put me onto a lot of blues records that he felt rappers uh are kind of like doing things that guys were doing back in the days and it's shit that like fucking bro like i'll tell record collectors they'll be like who told you this i'm like scott storch and they're like whoa that's crazy and like so i learned some things from scott and pool bear that i still apply i was fortunate for that i uh, learned a lot a couple of things from a coogee rap obviously me and g rap like talk so much about rap and i picked his brain scram jones taught me a whole lot I mean, bro, the list is long. I'm a lucky motherfucker, man. I'm going from a lot of uh, real good yeah. heavy hitters, man. And well, I, you mentioned, and I, and you mentioned uh, Saigon earlier, like when we first started. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought his learned first, a lot from him. I bought his first album, Warning Shots, Stocking Cap, all that shit was on it. I loved it. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm Learn. 
kind of mad he never got the, um, you know, he never took off like he should have. Yeah. Learn, learned a lot from him. And then I'm just going to expand on that answer one more time. But the guy who I watched the most in the studio, who pretty much like I understood a lot more things than I did it before was Graf. And I got a chance to work with Graf in mm. person, record him, engineer him, uh, all the things you could possibly do. And his work ethic is bananas. And then the way he raps, I learned so much watching him fucking rap. It was utterly ridiculous. Corey Guns too. I watched Corey Guns in the studio. Corey like, Guns. Oh. Bro, yeah. you're a big Corey Guns fan. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched him in the studio and I learned some things from him. But Graf, I learned so much from Graf. And see, I'm, I'm a very lucky fuck because, like, I was watching this podcast the other day, listening, sorry, and they were talking about Chris Rock who saw Eddie Murphy, which was backstage with Eddie Murphy when he was doing, like, these, wearing the crazy suits and the comedy, the stand-up shit. And Chris Rock was watching Eddie's process. So when all these Louis C.K.'s and... uh. Uh, David tells. I don't know how, how much you guys are into comedy. Yeah. But when all these when all these I actually, I actually do stand up. Yeah, Brian does stand up. Oh shit! Cool. <laughs> I need a stand up friend. Be my homie. So I well, up. I attempted once and I bombed miserably. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I I could see that. But um, but no, I'm just like. <laughs> This interview's over. I'm sure you went up there, didn't complain one bit. But I'm fucking. <laughs> I, 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 I did. I can't believe it. That so, was my um, angle. And then complained about bombing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I can't believe they didn't laugh. Fucking ridiculous. That's literally yeah, exactly fucking, what happened. Bullshit. They would have laughed 10 years ago. This is bullshit, <laughs> man. I'll tell you right now. They that's, laugh, but yo, I, that's why what you said. That's exactly what happened. I bombed and got mad at the crowd. <laughs> I, believe <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. You're like Joe Budden against Hollow to Don. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear y'all yes. booing the hot shit. Really? Y'all booing the hot shit? It's like, Joe, who told you that was hot, bro? Nobody, because the crowd don't agree. But, um, Stop my time. Uh, Stop we... my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> booing the hot shit. Yo, really? Y'all going to boo that? Like, uh... but anyways, so I, I watched this podcast. I listened to this podcast, and they, they were talking about Chris Rock learning all this shit from Eddie Murphy, whatever. And uh, Louis C.K. says in the interview that Chris Rock came back in 92, 93, like after this SNL stint, whatever. And all these comedians, David Tell, Louis, all these guys in New York, uh, Mark Man, whatever. They're all chilling and they've been saying the same 10 minute, 15 minute jokes for the last year, right? And they're all trying to get a show. They're all trying to get a show, like uh, Ray Romano, whatever his name is, Giant Paul, whatever. They're all trying to get a show. And they're all trying to get a pilot and they're all trying to get on SNL. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. And Chris Rock walks in and, and he, you know, he, he does a little set and he's been touring, kind of practicing this thing. And he does a fucking hour and he just blows the shit out the fucking water. And Louis said he was like, all the comedians that he went to hang out with that night, they all sat around and they were like, what the fuck have we been doing? You know, like, because yeah, they yeah. forgot that it was yeah. something, they forgot that it was an art form. Like, oh, this yeah. is something you can do and get better at. We've all been making $60 nights just fucking yeah. telling the same stupid jokes, rapping for crowds. This guy's been working on this thing. And that, that, changed a lot of the New York City comedy scene the minute Chris came and did an hour, you know, long before you and I saw any specials. So um I, I and behind that Louis goes in the in the and it's an old interview. I think it's with Bill Simmons. And he says, I I he got behind Eddie and he got a chance to see it. He got a chance to like look at the process. And he goes, and those guys always get the sauce. And I feel like sometimes I, when I heard that interview, I didn't want to tell myself that but I kind of felt like man I'm a lucky person because just like Chris was there watching Eddie, there's no Chris without that. I got a chance to sit and watch Saigon's heyday yeah. and set graph. I'm in the studio watching the Mortal Ten. Mm -hmm. I'm like watching these guys work on these significant projects. And um, yeah, man, I think that played a huge role to where I'm at. So to, to tap into the question that you asked me, all, all of that shit played a huge role. Yeah. Uh, really quick, um, would you ever consider about uh, doing battle rap? Did you ever think about it at all? Getting on King of the Dot or anything? No, Pumpkin, you know, Pumpkinhead asked me to battle in Grand Town. Because I was popping at the blogs and shit popping. 
but yeah. <laughs> I was popping on the blogs and all that shit. And he was like, yo, we want to get the battles on blogs. And at that time, you know, no one knew YouTube was going to still be here. Like, yeah, yeah. remember all the, yeah. all the websites? Yeah. You, you didn't know how long a site was going to last. Like, no. they're like, oh, now we use this. No, now we use this. Oh, yeah. that's my space. World Star. Like, none of these things seem like absolutes. So he was like, before, we don't know what the next thing is. We got this World Star Connect. But he wanted to get on blogs. I thought about it. But then, to be honest with you, man, like, once 2013 and 14 hit, hit and I started, like, expanding my mind on things, I wanted to battle concepts. And, look, I'm friends with all these guys. Like, I'm cool with Hollow. Me and him are good friends. I'm cool with Pat Stay. I'm cool with Matflex. I'm cool with Nestle. I'm Adam on joints. I'm friends with a lot of Ilmac even. And I've talked to them about their battles, their rounds, and they go, you know, they'll go over like little ideas with me. I cannot think about another person for eight weeks. It's yeah. just, I, I'm not, I don't have, it's not that my ego's too big. Yeah. It's like, I can't do it. It's like, it, I, I, would, I would get crushed. Cause I would sit there and be like, I can't think. I don't want to think about DNA again. Fuck him, you know. Like yeah. I have, a, I have a lot of other interests in life. So, it's so, like, so who are your favorite? Who are your favorites? Um, as far as like entertaining wise, like who? All right, if if I asked you, like if someone asked me, hey man, I want to get in a battle rap. Give me three battlers, you know, I should look into. Uh, what, like, their catalog. Who would you give? Like, to me, I'd give, like, a variety. I'd go, like, Ilmac, Pat Stay. I'd give even Magic a little bit. I, I like his style with the name flips. So, like, who would yeah. you? It depends on the person. Because if they, if they, if it's a girl, I show them compliment battles, and they'll sit there through that shit. They'll like the compliment. They're like, this is really cool. Oh, it depends on the person. You know what I mean? Like, if I have, like, a geeky friend who doesn't really understand the streets, I'll show him Rome, you know what I mean? Or Sharon yeah. or whatever, like, I'll do something like that. If I, I don't have Christian friends, but I would show him A-Word, you know? A-word, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's 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 on the, per it's knowing who the person's idiosyncrasies, like, the idiosyncrasies, but I, you know, my go-tos are usually, like, around from how, I, I don't show all battles, I just show rounds. So I'll yeah. be like, oh, watch this round, watch this moment, I'll show a hollow round, maybe hollow versus clips first round, or um Pat Stay moments and stuff like that. I uh, think um I think Big yeah. K is amazing too. I, I really like Big, Big K. Yeah, who Big K's the, good. Who was that the one weird white dude talking about the cats that we were watching at Carter Deems. Carter Deems. Like Carter, Carter Deems, yeah. Yo. I like I Carter, Carter Deems. He's got let me tell you, Carter Deems is nice. He's better than everybody here, bro. All of yeah. us. Like and, he can he can fucking rap. He said yeah. I'm so ahead of my time. I watched T G I F on three D high depth. Yeah, that's that's he went yeah. TGIF, 3D, 3D high depth. That's multis and everything too, man. That's multis and everything. That's that perfect. That guy can fucking rap. And that he's hard. He's rap. hard to beat too because he's so funny. It's he a gets really the crowd. he gets the very crowd hard to beat because you almost he's yeah, an he's unbeatable amazing. guy. You really can't. Bro, he's a, how do you approach he's a, that? You know, he's incredible. What he said. Uh, he said. Uh, yeah. I forgot how you said that wrong, but he's like, yeah, you go, he's like, your driveway, you got this and that. I got minivans. I'm talking Disneyland. Yeah. Nothing but minivans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just so clever with his word usage, and it's like, he's fucking real. Like, when he told Il Mac the Gnome 5, I always uh, wanted to yeah, give the Gnome 5. Amazing. You know, yeah. like, he's just so good, man. But, um, yeah, I, I tend to show those, and then uh, uh, my my favorite's good homie of mine, Briz Rothstein. Like, whenever I have somebody from the streets, I show him a lot of Briz Rothstein raps because Briz just he he just holds no punches. He's talking about stabbing you and your fucking mom and your cousin, and it's like where I come from, it's like that was like the shit. It was like nobody was talking like, "Yo, I'm that dude." Like even when we watch Smack Battles, I was like, "These guys are a little." too fly for me like i just i want to kick somebody's ass you know what i mean like i want to stab you or whatever in my bat in the way i used to battle rap um but these guys you know murder mook and luxus was yeah. like oh i'm this i'm swag i'm harlem i'm this you know jay mills yeah. i just like yo go for the throw briz comes from the the he's cut from the cloth i'm cut from you know when he uh you know goes right like uh, i played him for my man the other day fashion and uh he, you know, the line we were laughing at where he's like, I spit it steady with ease, deadly disease, and I hope it spreads. Because with one hand, I could grab most your head and make it look like I'm trying to squeeze yolk from edge. Yeah. And like, it was just was like, dog, <laughs> the aggression is just yeah. so there, the raw, the, the, face the delivery, so, the delivery. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so he's, I, my, he's one of my go-tos, yeah. 
Uh, what are you promoting, Nino? What do you got coming out? Um, fuck, man. Uh, Money Heist on Netflix, man. I'm just playing. Uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> man. I, I, I'm dropping a bunch of shit. I don't have no dates for them right now. I, I've done three to four projects right now, and they're all dropping this year, and it's the most work I've ever done. I keep staring at my dry erase board, but it's like that's kind of how much shit I have. <laughs> like I, if you did this interview any other time in my life, I'd be like, oh, I got this and this is my idea. But like, I have three to four projects right now and I'm just having the best time of my life making music. I plan on releasing everything, hopefully starting by the middle of next month. Corona kind of created some setbacks, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I plan on the middle of next month starting to drop some joints. But I got Mayday, look, I'll announce it here. I got Mayday on the album. I got Graph on the album. I got Fashion on the album. Uh, I got Slug on the album of Atmosphere, uh, and I can't say that guy. I got, uh, can't say that guy. Uh, I got Joe Budden on the album, and I'm talking shit about him. Yeah, you uh, put Budden on? Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got Budden on the album. Fuck that guy. Wait a minute, how'd you uh, get I, him to rap? That was, it came out before he became okay. a bitch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, right? yeah, before he, before he hold out, I do, Drake doesn't like me, I don't want to rap. So I got him on there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're good now. Uh, all right, I want to. I definitely want to get you on in the future, man, about your whole Illuminati and like conspiracy yeah. shit. But that's a whole nother episode, all right? <laughs> but but yo, but, I didn't even I didn't even want to bring it up. I had it written down that no. I wanted to get into it, and I was just like, no, no, not this one. We'll be out here for the next three hours. <laughs> but <laughs> before you, yeah. last thing, yeah. the last thing before you get off, I have to ask you. Who will be the president in November? Um, the fucking the the banks and the healthcare organization. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, here's the, here's the thing, man. We don't have to talk about it, but here's the thing: it doesn't matter, man. Like, who they're all subservient to these other things, bro. Like, yeah. people say here mention Trump and Obama. It's like these guys are subservient to the game, bro. They like. They're it doesn't matter who's in there. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Be... They're, they're interchangeable pieces, all of them. Imagine the right, world right. was run by somebody who could be replaced in four years. Imagine that. Just imagine that. It can never happen. It can never happen. All right, we'll take that off for the next episode. We'll, we'll get you on and go <laughs> yeah. Illuminati and everything, man. I'm going to end the recording. Thanks for coming on, though, Nino. Yeah, Bless I really appreciate, no, I appreciate it, man. It, brother. I appreciate you guys, man. This was great, It was man. good talking with you.